Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 357. I think the most important thing is is our, our life is too short to live uh, waiting and uh, in, in thinking and dreaming. We got to jump out there and do something. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Michael Robinson. Michael, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You better believe it. All right. It's so good to have you here all the way from Italy. Michael Robinson is the CEO and design director of ED Design in Turin, Italy. He was born in Whittier, California, and has lived in Italy since 1979. ED Design is a design and engineering company creating the automotive and transportation industry. Previously, Michael was the design director at Bertone, Fiat, and Lancia. He's worked as a designer for Ford and Volvo, Opel and Kia, and he's contributed to numerous other automotive marks. In addition to the automotive sector, Michael designed the new high-speed train for Europe and numerous other non-automotive design projects, and he won the coveted Grover Bell Innovation Award in 2014 for his full electric twin-tilt rotor VTOL flying wing. Now that is very cool. So Michael, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your amazing career and your passion for automobiles. The interesting thing about this, Mark, is that I consider myself an expat, therefore an American living overseas for a long, long time. And as such, it already makes you a number of things. First of all, I'm a foreigner here in Italy, but a foreigner who's lived longer in Italy than I have in America. So uh, I've become very antagonized. I speak more Italian than I do English, that's for sure. And my wife's Italian, my kids are half Italian. And learning to live in the Italian world gives you a lot of things that my American colleagues don't have. And just because half American, half Italian is different than a full American. So uh, by growing in my profession in Italy, I learned a lot of things differently than my my buddies at Ford and, and my buddies at Chrysler and things like that. So I feel very, very fortunate to be able to have had this wonderful career in Italy and on the other hand, uh, those of us that go out and get things for ourselves learn very quickly that uh, uh, if you don't work hard, don't bust your tail, and don't show lots of passion, things just don't come your way. And I've tried a lot of those things before where things just don't happen, and you have to work even harder to make them happen. So uh, you learn that 
to get along in a foreign country, first of all, but in any career, second of all, it just takes lots and lots of hard work. Boy, absolutely true. You know, and it's so fortunate to to go and visit other countries. As with my kids, I've tried to encourage them to go to foreign countries, experience that, live there. And every time they've come back, they've come back with a whole different perspective, not only on that country and that culture, but our own and how much they appreciate the things that they have here. So it's absolutely wonderful. We're going to learn more about you and your career as we move along. But I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So, Michael, take the wheel. Well, I like to think that uh, one of my favorite individuals in the history of the automobile industry is Lucio Bertoni. And uh, he, he says, he said back when he was alive, that any person with an objective in life knows no obstacles. It's a very interesting quote because it helps you realize that when you keep your eyes focused on the horizon, you're kicked over to the left, kicked over to the right, and you're, you're just getting smashed around, but your eyes stay focused on that horizon. And compare that scenario with someone who's just floating around the waves, getting bumped around with no place to go, no direction, no goals in life, and it's going nowhere. So the interesting thing about this is that when, when I came here, when I was a little boy, studying in high, in high school in, uh, in Seattle, Washington. I was going to become an architect. The guy, one of my students, brought in a, a poster of uh, a car, which is the most beautiful car I've ever seen in my whole life. And it was a very low-to-the-ground car, and the door to get in the car was the windshield opened up crocodile style. I said, that's amazing. Not only is it so beautiful, but it also broke all the rules. You can't use a windshield as a door. You have to get in the door on the side, like Ford and GM and Chrysler does. That's the way you get into cars. And he said, no, no, I'm going to get in from the front. Well, I started thinking about this, and I said, this is, this is just fantastic. So, unfortunately, I didn't have Google back then. So I had to go to the libraries, and no one had any idea who this car was. I said, all I said was Stratos. So I asked for a Stratos, and they, they couldn't find anything on it. I finally discovered that that Stratos came from a company called Bertone. And the Bertone was in Torino, Italy. And that they've done hundreds of beautiful, beautiful cars, both in production and in, in concept cars. But in Torino, they also had Italian design and Pinifrini and Ghia and Pru. And so I went home that night and told my parents, look, mom and dad, I'm not going to be an architect anymore. I said, no, no, why not? I said, I'm going to be a car designer. I said, what? Yep, yeah, I'm going to be a car designer in Torino, Italy. That's, my, that's what I'm going to do when I grow up. And we were totally shocked. And, and funny thing, I became a car designer in Torino, Italy. Because I kept my eyes focused on the on the horizon, and that's why I really appreciate that that quote from Lucio Bertone because it invites you to keep focusing on where you're going, and it'll help you get there faster. What you just said is absolutely incredible, and it, it has a great analogy with automotive sectors or driving, if you will. When you go and learn how to drive a race car, you're never looking right in front of you; you're looking through the next corner and out ahead. When you're in driving school, as I was, the instructor's always yelling in your ear, eyes up, eyes up. And it's great in life. It's great in careers. You said it better than anybody. And of course, Bertoni. Oh my gosh, what an incredible designer. I just had a guest on the show, an architect in Turin, Marco Visconti, who is just, you probably know him. Yes. And he's designed many uh, projects, uh, buildings for Ferrari, Fiat. Turin is that's one of those magical places in the world for designers to be. 
Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Tell me about that pivotal moment as you remember it. Not unlike when that pivotal moment you walked into your parents and said, I'm going to be a car designer, not an architect. That pivotal moment when you really knew you were a car guy. I was a, a horse freak when I was a kid. I grew up with horses. We had about 10 horses. My dad and I used to go showing them all the time when I was up with 10 years old, things like that. And at a certain point in my life, I started transferring my, my focus from horses to horsepower. got really excited about cars very early in life. And I brought my, bought my very first car when I was uh, 16 and two hours old. took my driver's license test, bought the car the same day. So I was always a, a, a car fanatic as a youngster. And my dad and I even built a kit car, a California kit car, when I was a senior in high school. So we did a lot of car things back then, but... I really didn't understand how the car design industry worked. I couldn't really figure out where the stuff all came from because in Seattle, they, they did airplanes. They didn't do cars, right? So I wasn't really sure how these things work. And the, the, the pivotal moment was when the boy in my architecture school brought in that poster of a car, which was different than any other Ford or any other GM I've ever seen in my whole life. I said, I've got to go there where they do that kind of stuff. And it was a wonderful uh, one of those Kodak moments, right? When you, you say, I finally understand it, where I want to go, what I want to do. And I see so many young people today that don't know. I have no idea where to go, what to do. And I say, well, I'm just sort of floating and hoping that the, the, the it'll hit me, you know, lightning hit me in the head. But I feel sorry for the people who haven't found that calling in life. They can put all their energy into one direction and really make it happen. And that's tough when you don't have that, that direction and you, you just sort of looking, looking, looking. It's kind of like looking for a, a loved one, right? You, all the people on the street look the same. No one stands out. And, and, you, and the ones you like, they don't like you. And, and, and on and on and on. And so it's hard for us to, to discover what you really like, what you really want. But, boy, when you find that woman, she just drives you bananas. Mm -hmm. Everything else is gone. You, you live for her. Find that career that drives you bananas. Everything else is gone. You live for that. So, uh, again, I think that when I was finally able to discover what I wanted, and, and then from then out, it was just, uh, I had open road in front of me. It was pedal to the metal, boy. I was, I was a goner. Once again, you keep dropping golden nuggets here, Michael, because uh, that is really key, is I think the way that you're saying it is to discover your passion. Figure out what your passion is, and that will help guide you or point you in the right direction. But if you don't have a passion about anything, it is so hard to be focused, and it's the same with finding that special person in your life, a woman, a man, whatever. If you don't define who that person is externally and internally, you're going to have a hard time finding them. That passion, of people go to work because mommy wants me to be a, a, a doctor, daddy wants me to be a lawyer, all this kind of stuff. They do it because they're supposed to, not because they love that thing. If you love painting, well, find a way to make painting your, your, your business. Don't try to make some business your, your passion, because it doesn't work the other way around. You can't fall in love with a person uh, on purpose. You, it just happens uh, down below. It doesn't happen up above. Yes, so I, yes. I'd like people to, to try to, to, to make their passion their lifetime career. And that's where, you, that's where success really comes in. That's what Cars Jazz is all about, is talking with people like you. I just had Kelly Telfer, who is a painter in uh, Northern California on the show, who said the exact same thing. He figured out a way to combine his passion for painting and cars together and very successful painting pictures of cars nowadays. So it's absolutely great. Let's crawl under the hood, Michael. I'd love to go down some of the roads you've traveled and 
get our hands a little dirty here and talk about a great challenge or a great failure that you faced. The career that you've chosen, oh my gosh, you run into all sorts of obstacles that are confined by engineering, Department of Transportation requirements. I mean, there's so many things that get in the way of a car designer, but could you share one of those great challenges you faced and tell us how did you overcome it and what did it teach you? Well, certainly every new car co- car project is a, is a giant challenge and it's not like every other one you always did because every car has different idiosyncrasies, different problems, different people, different different things that go around. But one of the ones that gave me one of the biggest satisfaction in my whole career was when I was uh, just named as design director uh, in Lancia. And I was 40 years old, just turned 40 years old, and I was a very young design director. And I was felt very fortunate to be not only director of design at a young age, but also Lancia was the name of that car in the poster when I was in high school. Lancia Stratos. Stratos. I was coming around. That was the first circle I, I closed. It was my childhood dream come true. And so I was so excited about going to become a, a design director at Lancia that I walked in there and found all my designers really dejected. So I'm like, what's wrong, guys? We're here in lunch. I said, yeah, right, the American just arrived. He knows everything, right? I said, you know what, guys? I'm going to teach you what lunch really is. They said, we don't believe it. So the first thing I did, the second day on the job, called my friend at Bertone. I said, look, would you please bring down that Stratos Prototype Zero, that car, I've had it brought to the design center at Lancia, and every one of my designers drive it uh, in, in, in vernacular, shat their pants. <laughs> <laughs> because they were so shocked that that car was actually drivable. It's un, un, untouchables. These are icons. These are not real cars. I said, no, 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 no. You have to drive this car and understand what Lancia is really all about. It's about innovation. It's about a new, new opening new ground, cutting, cutting new areas. And I said, now, then I had him drive a uh, full race Lancia Stratos, Alitalia, full race Lancia Stratos, uh, another friend brought over a week later, and then another one, a, a turbo race that did, Stratos had used for Le Mans. I said, now you guys start to understand what the power of Lancia really is. I said, but our company wants to put all the, the fun stuff, the racing stuff, into Alfa Romeo, which never won a world championship in rally racing, and they take it away from Lancia and do only luxury cars. So the first car they had me do in Lancia as a brand new design director was a concept car called Dialogos. Dialogos for dialogue and for connectivity and things like that. So we came up with an amazing research with two years of research for one concept car. In Bertone, we do in four months. <laughs> in, in Lancia, we did two years. In any case, it was a beautiful, beautiful car, fantastic concept. So we came up with lots of great ideas. But when I finally presented the final model to our CEO of the company, while we were developing the last bits of it, he was really, really mad. I mm. couldn't figure out what was wrong with our car. I said, this is the new, the new nose of the, of the Lancia nose with the vertical grill instead of horizontal grill, just like the Aurelius and the, and the Apias and the Astuas back in the 30s. And, and then they showed him all the body size. Went through the whole thing. He kept getting madder and madder and madder. So finally, when I left the presentation, a guy brought me over the car and said, Mike, never again talk about the Dialogos. This is before the car was presented in, in public. And I said, why? Because that car is going to go to the show, it's going to be a disaster, and no one talk it again, ever again. So just forget the Dialogos. I, I was totally heartbroken. I said, we put so, so much effort into this, so much passion into this. This is, this, is the, this is the future of the company. Well, in the meantime, 
they asked us to design the production version of that concept car for the new luxury car for production. And so I used a lot of the, the Dialogos ideas on that car, and uh, uh, it was just a total disaster, totally thrown out. So no, 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 no. <laughs> no more uh, uh, Dialogos details on this car. So finally, the, the Serena Auto Show opens up, 1989, 1998, excuse me, and it became an instant star of the show. <laughs> Everyone fell in love with this car because it was the first autonomous driving car ever. Didn't have engines in it, but it had full of the whole body under the hood and the front and the rear were all full of computers to do all this connected connectivity right. in 1998, which was way before any of the other big shots were working on connected cars. So it was an instant success, both for beauty and for intelligence in the car. And when it got back, we had the final presentation of that new uh, production car uh, for the new luxury sedan. But I snuck the car in. I snuck the Dialogos in, put it in one corner and covered it. Don't tell anything to anybody. <laughs> so the, our, our CEO walked in and looked at all the other cars presented by other competitors, Tal Design and Pini Farina and Day and all these other guys, and plus two of my own cars, anti-Dialogos. And while he was looking at the last two cars that I designed, I went over the corner and just jerked the cover off the car. He stopped dead in his tracks. Look at that. Go, what you, everybody come with me right now. Said, okay, that's it. I'm fired. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Goddard. Yeah. So I understand you guys. Why show me all this crap over here? This car was the star of the show. This is the brand new Lancia Luxury Sedan. <laughs> I don't know if you kiss him or punch him. <laughs> but amazing how twist of fate can happen in the, in, in the face of disasters that are looming right in front of you. And even in the CEO of a giant, giant company like Fiat can be moved to change their ideas. Interestingly enough, he confided in me just a few years ago that back then he had planned to disassemble Lancia, to close Lancia as a, as a brand. And, and I ruined his plans with the so much visibility of this amazing concept car. They said he could no longer do it because Lancia gained so much visibility with that, with that one car that I did. That's why he was so mad at me. Because oh. I killed his plans of trying to kill Lancia. <laughs> Bravo. Wonderful story. What an awesome, awesome story. Yeah, great turning lemonade from lemons, if you will. <laughs> there you go. That's it, man. Very cool. Believing in something that's bigger than everybody else around you. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share, you've probably had so many, but one of those career aha moments, I like to say it's when the headlights turn on and illuminated your way for this new idea, this new direction you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. Well, the aha moment for me, I had lots and lots of them. But one of the fun ones uh, came when I was in Bertone. And again, I just walked in the door and I just started getting, I worked as a brand new design director in uh, 2009. And uh, um we were starting to think, well, we need a concept car for the Geneva Auto Show, where Bertone always shows their, 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 their concepts. And strangely enough, Bertone had not shown there for the last two years due to family battles amongst the mother and the daughter and all these kind of things. And so there's a bunch of sort of negativity hanging around there. And we wanted to do a, a really cool concept car, but we weren't sure what to do. At that point, a friend of mine in Alfa Romeo, the CEO of Alfa Romeo, uh, Sergio Calavero, called me up and said, hey, Mike. Why don't you come over? I want to talk to you. 
We said, we want to celebrate our centennial anniversary of Alfa Romeo next year, 2010. Like you to do a concept car, the Geneva Auto Show, to help us celebrate our, our centennials. Wow, that sounds really great. Only one small little problem that I looked at my watch and it was October 15th. Uh, 2009, and the Geneva Auto Show was March 1st, 2010. Wow. That's four and a half months. Yeah. So I came back to Bertone and said, look, guys, I got this great project, but we only have four and a half months. And our shop goes, oh, that's no problem. I said, we took 24 months to the Dialogos in on Lancha, but now you're saying we can do this in four and a half months? Are you crazy? No, 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 no problem. So, well, if you guys say it's okay, then I'll do it. We started working night and day and night and day and night and coming up with really, really bizarre ideas. I wanted these guys to come up with something really shocking because you need to have what we call a halo car to start off the new Bertone in the new direction, the new uh, uh, world of Mike Robinson's design directorship in Bertone, all these kind of things. I wanted something really strong. And, of course, Alfa Romeo was a big part of Bertone's past. We've done something like 11 uh, Alfa Romeo cars between concept cars and production cars. So a very important uh, connection between Bertone and Alfa So I came up with a really cool uh, concept called uh, skin and frame. Skin and frame. The skin is the, the sheet metal outside. The frame is the body inside. Kind of like, you know, Ducati, the Ducati monster. Yes. A lot of frame showing. Yep. Uh, the, the, the skirt comes up and shows the frame, right? The naked design. Wow. <laughs> For, just to die for. Yeah. So I, said, I want naked design on an automobile, not on a motorcycle. So I took, I took this big, big dial of, so the right is going towards frame, to the left is going towards skin, right is engineering, left is, is sexy styling, and on and on, back and forth, trying to find the mix, mix between these two. Came up with some really, really radical ideas, including another one called algorithm design. Algorithm design means taking a phenomenon in nature, uh, reproducing that phenomenon with code, Right in the written in the computer and launch what they call random form generation, where it just lets out there and re- it creates a form randomly using this algorithm. And you say oh, that's that's garbage. You throw it away. And you try it again. And that's garbage. I throw it away. And you try it again. Wait, 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 wait. And that's kind of cool. And so you use random form generation rather than deliberate form generation. So we came up with some really really crazy ideas. Without so you might remember the blades of the pandy on the back. And the, and the tree roots of the pan inside of the, of the car. So it came up with some really, really radical cutting-edge designs for this car. We finally brought it to uh, the show at, at Geneva. Uh, people were shocked because of the wild design, but also because the doors on it were uh, three and a half meters tall. Yes. <laughs> about 12, 12 feet tall. And the reason why I designed the, the 12 feet doors is because at Geneva Auto Show, where the, the carrozzeria are areas, there's, uh, um, the walls are all about 140, 1.4 meters tall, and you can't do anything higher than that. It's against the rules. You can only do higher things if you're on the wall. In the middle, where we are, you can only have these, these chest-height walls. So I wanted to call everybody's attention over the Bertone stand from a distance. So I put these two things like this, they're turning around. Big trees. I have big trees. And that was allowed because it's part of the car. It wasn't part of the stand. So people were telling me at the show, hey, I'll see you at the, at the Bertone stand going like this. <laughs> the fingers. The turning around. The, yeah. That was the sign people used because you could see the Bertone stand from the other side of the, of, the, of, the, of the show because of those two doors. Wow. 
And on the blogs, people gave a lot of rap. He goes, oh, that's a stupid car. And never hit my garage. I said, this is a $5 million car. He said, it's not going to fit in your garage. <laughs> yeah, it won't fit in your wallet. <laughs> it won't fit in your wallet for us to let alone the garage. Yeah. But that was a really exciting project. And it allowed me to face a number of giant, giant obstacles, including time, including budget. Uh, we, we, I went way over where was my budget? We gave a million euro budget. I spent two million. Oh my goodness! And I was about—I almost got fired for that too. But I said, you know what? We've got to do. We've got to do something really, really drastic. Something really shocking to get people's attention. To say, look, Bertone has not lost its touch of doing brilliant, brilliant show cars. And one of the major, uh, the best compliments I've got was a guy from Jay Mays. You know, my, my, I've met Jay Mays, ex-design director of Ford. He and Martin Smith came over. I said, you know, Mike, I sat them both down in the car and explained the whole car to him. He said, you know, we go to car show after car show, year after year. We look for something we haven't seen before. It's almost impossible to see something you haven't seen before. So this, you haven't seen before. Wow. So it's, a, it's an amazing concept car because it brings up lots of, opens lots of new ground. Now, that's the car that was on the lawn at Pebble Beach in 2010. That's the one. And as we said in our pre-show chat, I went back into my archives and pulled a picture of that car. I was there with my son, and maybe that was a little bit instrumental in forming his direction. He's a student at RISD studying industrial design, but he stood in front of that car on the lawn and just kept going, what on earth? This is, uh, you know, what old car is this? I said, no, (laughs) this is the first new car on the lawn at Pebble Beach during the Concours ever. Instead of up in the the uh, the field up above by the lodge there, so yeah. Before we move on to the next question, Michael, let's hear a word from today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at Metrovac.com. Use discount code CARSYA20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at CARSYA.com slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO. 
your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Michael, I'm sure you've had many proud career moments, but is there one that stands out for you? Well, there's so many of them. And, and being nominated a design director first in Lancia when I was just 40 years old, and then in uh, uh, in Bertoni, and, and now coming here to uh, uh, to Edine. Interesting thing about the switch from Bertoni to Edine was was a Phoenix effect because my career has been full of ups and downs, lots of high highs and low lows, and then high highs again and low lows again. Not one of those j- j- gradual climbs from nothingness to, to stardom, as, as, as most young kids would imagine uh, a career design director grows in their, in, in their, in their career. Mm-hmm. I had done a lot of questionable things in my career, fighting for things that I believed in and get me kicked out of a company or whatever. I, I got fired a number of times along the way during my career. But this particular time, uh, Bertone just went bankrupt. Mm. They pulled the floor off of under our feet. We were uh, doing about uh, 26 million euros per year in turnover in business. And the company ran out of money because the CEO was popping all the cash. Oh. He didn't pay suppliers for a year and a half. He didn't paper, uh, sheet metal, uh, the, the lunchroom, whatever. He didn't pay any supplier for a year and a half and didn't pay the employees for the last four months. Wow. The guy should hang it from a tree, in my <laughs> opinion. But he's free, no problem. He's just no no investigation. Oh, it's a terrible time in the automobile industry. So I decided I'm not going to get mad. I'm going to get even. Everybody got thrown out of the company because it was broke, bankrupt. And so I talked to a friend of mine, Davide Pizzardo, who is now my, my partner here in ED. And he has a big engineering company. And he said, Mike, how about if we put our, our, our forces together, our teams together, and create a giant new company they can, can beat all these guys. I said, you know what? If you had asked me that question six months ago, I would have said no. But today, the answer is yes. So we got together on December 31st in 2013. We signed the papers for ED Design. And now, ED is the largest independent design engineering company in all of Italy. Wow. We have 530 full-time employees in the company. Oh, my goodness. It's about three times as big as Vertoni was. Wow. Well, Phoenix Rising for sure. Congratulations. And there's another great golden nugget. You just have, you're dropping them all over the place today of what can happen for you listeners out there that out of a disaster, out of something as terrible as a a CEO stealing from all of his employees and his company, something good can come out of that. And that has to do with your vision, your focus, and how you think about things happening to you. I'm having such a great time talking with you here, Michael. I think what we're going to do is turn this episode of Karsha into two episodes so I don't have to edit out any of the great things that you're sharing with us today. So listeners, be sure to tune in to show 358 where I continue my talk with Michael Robinson about his career in automotive design. Until then, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.